Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. What's so up, man? July episode, brother. Just about, yeah. Happy America Day. <laughs> How Happy are you, buddy? America Day, yeah. I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, America Day, man. Something like a couple drunk, obnoxious Americans talking, talking about, about a, a sport European sport. <laughs> probably shouldn't be talking about. Yeah, that sounds pretty American to me. So, what are you drinking today, buddy? I am drinking Matchless Tag Tropical IPA. That's a cool looking can, man. We'll see how it tastes. It is a pretty cool looking can. Honestly, that's kind of what I go for now. If the can grabs my attention, I'm like, sweet. And then I'll look at it and see if it's something I might like. There you go. And this is something I might like. I like it, man. This is a good one. Okay. I'm I'm pretty excited, man. Tropical IPAs, they're hit or miss for me. Usually more often a hit than a miss, but they're good. Uh, Today, going with Old Faithful, no lie, big juicy IPA. No humble abode this week, huh? No, but I am wearing my humble abode t-shirt. Oh, looks good. So, at least we got that going on. I see you're wearing (laughs) your Dortmund jersey still. Uh, Yeah, if they're ever in another title race, though, I'm going to have to tell you you can't wear it because you might be bad luck. (laughs) It might be. (laughs) I haven't worn Anyways, it since that fateful day, so. I know, I know, it still hurts. And I'm not even a huge Dortmund fan. But those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. Targo, we got a lot of news yet again. Transferundo hasn't even started for all of Europe, and it's nuts. It's nuts. It is nuts. Uh, and then we're going to preview... Uh, some teams from last season, um, two of the top four, Manchester United and Newcastle, what we thought of their year last year, how they can strengthen, and take a look at their top their first five games, which neither one have an easy schedule. So I was looking at that Newcastle yeah. one, man. That's going to oh, be man. tough. That might, that might be the be hardest tough. opening five games in the Premier League, but we'll get to that later. Before that, make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channels, links down below in the description, as well as our Redbubble. Check out our sweet merch we got going on there. Help us out. Continue to do this and make it bigger and better. So and Don't forget Targo. to give us five stars on all your podcast platforms. Yes. Okay, without any further ado, news and transfers. Uh, as the theme has been this entire transfer window, uh, more transfers to Saudi clubs. Saudi more, Arabia, man, getting more, everyone. More. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, one confirmed Roberto, Roberto Firmino signed with Al-Ali. Uh, and then bids have been made to about 10 players. So we'll go through the list. And I guess we can talk about each one if we want. Some of them, let's add a, add a 10, maybe uh, rate likelihood that they leave. Some make sense, some don't. We'll put yeah. it with that. Uh, let's start with one that doesn't really make a lot of sense, but could. And Bernardo Silva to Al. Not at all makes sense, man. He should be. He's young, still, still got his best years ahead of him. Should be playing in Europe. Yeah, uh, the only thing I could think of is you know Cristiano Ronaldo and Ruben Neves both play out there. They're probably like, hey, come join us. But if I'm Bernardo Silva, there's no way. No I just way. want to trouble, bro. I'm trying to win some more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he's going to leave, he's got options. He's got Barcelona and PSG both looking at him. So, uh, yeah. All right. One that's been uh, circling for a while. We got Marcelo Brozovic to Al Nasir. Yeah. Inter Milan midfielder. That one I could see. He's a little bit older. I think he's, what, 32, 31? Somewhere, somewhere around 30. He's yeah. over 30. So, I, I could see it. But I still think he's a good defender midfielder sorry well yeah defense midfielder i yeah this one's tough for me i think i think he probably goes um just because of the money he's not really ever gotten a giant contract in his career so one of those you know game-changing contracts for someone i could see it happen for sure 
Yeah. Uh, Saul Niguez from Atletico Madrid to Al Nasir. Saul, man. Didn't he play for Chelsea? He was on loan at Chelsea. Yeah. Played, maybe played. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't think so. It's like that Arthur for Liverpool situation. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor Swift got more performances at uh, Anfield than he did. <laughs> no, I, I mean, the guy's career is stalled. Either he needs to go probably to a smaller Spanish team. I guess if he's getting paid enough, why not go to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, why not? Um, it seems like he's been around for forever, honestly. Um, yeah, I, if you need one last payday, one big one, that'd be the way to go. And it's probably looking like that might be the way to go for him. All right. Wilfred Zaha to Al Nasir. Obviously, Crystal Palace can't pay the same wages, but I just I don't understand why more teams aren't looking at him. I guess PSG has been linked. PSG has been linked, but that's about it. I mean, I could see him going to Saudi Arabia, if I'm being honest. Big payday. Yeah. He's over 30. A lot of injuries last year. So I, I could see it. I don't yeah. want to see it, but I could. No. Well, I don't want to see any of these players leaving, but. Eh, I wouldn't mind a, the one a couple down. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, this one honestly doesn't really make, it makes a ton of sense, I should say. Uh, Seko Fofana from Law to Al Nasir. He's young, isn't he? Yes. He's a defensive midfielder, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. midfielder. Yep. With the season long had, he could probably get a move to Europe, a bigger team in Europe, I'm guessing. So that's what I would do if I were him. Yeah. I mean, he's 26, 28, sorry. Um, so he's in his prime, man. You don't want to go to Saudi Arabia when you're in your prime. No. Uh, yeah, French na- or Ivory Coast national midfielder. I, yeah, that one kind of makes sense to me. Kind of doesn't. You guys never seen that kind of money getting an offer like that. But I mean, still, if you're going to a bigger team in Europe, you'll get more money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to have someone bid on you first, though. So, okay. Jesse Lingard. (laughs) That is one I could see going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He just came out. Mr. Uh, What what was this celebration thing? I I don't know. Whatever he did. His rock and roll sign or I love you sign, whatever it is. I, I I don't know. I don't know what happened to his career either. You do know. <laughs> I know what happened to his career. He sucked at Nottingham Forest. That's what happened. Yeah. He was good at West Ham. He was. I I was honestly thinking maybe probably wouldn't live up quite to those expectations, but would do better than what he did, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um He was garbage. Deli dare, dare I say it, Deli Alley two Except Deli Alley, I think it's still younger. Yeah, but Jesse Lingard did play in the Premier League for a heck of a lot longer. So, uh, Neymar to Al Halal. No, you don't see it. No, not yet. Two, three years, for, maybe. For me, it kind of makes sense. Just that doesn't make any sense. Just because, hear me out. Neymar's lifestyle the amount of wages that he asks for and demands not many teams are going to pay it. And right now nobody wants to pay PSG for him besides say maybe PSG. Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. You can say it PSG. I don't know. Fans aren't happy with him over there. Maybe he just wants to get away. Then he can take as many breaks as he wants. He shouldn't for his career sake. No, I agree. But for his lifestyle, it kind of makes sense. Uh, David De Gea, after Manchester United apparently offered him lower wages, and then he agreed to those terms, and then they didn't sign it, and then offered him even lower wages. <laughs> is that what's if going I'm on? I'm David huh? De Gea. I'm like, man, this is a slap in the face. I've been your goalie for ten years. I think it's been longer than that, man. He's been there for forever. Yeah, and what did he sign it? Like sixteen or seventeen? No, I don't think he's quite that young. Maybe nineteen. Okay. But yeah, I mean, he's no spring chicken either, but I mean, he's still a goalie. He's, I think, what, 32? Yep. 33, something like that. 32. So, I mean, he's still got a good couple years left. 
Hugo yeah. Lloris, I could see going to Saudi Arabia. That makes sense. That would be probably a better fit. That that makes total sense. Um, but yeah, I mean David De Gea, I don't know why Manchester United are lowballing, lowballing him. They they really need to. I just... mean, you saw those some of his errors. Yes, but I also saw some of his saves. So I think he's probably one of their highest earners too. So yeah, uh, nineteen point five million pounds a year. It's a pretty penny. It's a good chunk. Good yeah. chunk for a goalkeeper. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, Antoine Griezmann. Oh, man. After the season he just had in La Liga, heck no. Right? And he's quoted on going to Al Nasir for only $25 million Heck after no. After the season he just had. If I'm any club around Europe and they want $25 mil for him, I'm like, I'll take him. Give him to me. I had 40 Except mil to Barcelona. that, then maybe. <laughs> yeah. Except for maybe Barcelona, right? Because that didn't work out so well the first time. <laughs> all right. What do you guys think about all of these, you know, talks about all these big names going to Saudi Arabia and the kind of money they're offering up? What are your opinions? Let us know. All right, moving on to some news about some American players. I mean, it, it makes sense, right? It is America Day. So, Timothy yeah. Juve. 12 million pound transfer to Juventus. Thoughts? Why not? Yeah. But Juve have been. They they can use something on younger and maybe a little quicker. Yeah, I saw some rumors out that they're they signed him to replace Juan Cordado and they're gonna play him as a right wing back. Cordado, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's Cordado's up there, man. He's like 34, 35. Yeah, he's been around a long time. So, Timothy Wayat. He just needs right. to ask Weston McKinney how he likes it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who is there currently and should be shipped out soon. Uh, PSG signed Lucas Hernandez from Bayern Munich. I don't remember seeing Lucas Hernandez play much for Bayern Munich, I guess. He, yeah. He's been injured. Injured. Quite a bit the last couple of years, too, if I'm not. I thought PSG mistaken. had a young Mendez, that left back for them. Mm-hmm. They're going with Hernandez now, too, getting a, another Frenchman. Fantastic signing. I mean, he's a yeah. great left back. But when you have one of the most exciting young left backs in the world, I don't know why you would sign someone like Lucas Hernandez to essentially replace him because Kinda, Lucas yeah. is not going to sit on the bench. I don't know. PSG's transfers have always baffled me, except for <laughs> they have. maybe Mbappe. They only have the two most expensive transfers of all time. but <laughs> Right. Yeah. An inter- a very interesting one. AC Milan have signed Ruben Loftus-Cheek from Chelsea for $16 million. I think it's a pretty good sign. Yeah. $16 mil uh, for Ruben Loftus-Cheek? Yes. It's a, definitely a steal. Uh, I would suspect that they signed him to replace Sandro Tonali, who went to Newcastle. Yeah, I mean he's great athleticism in that midfield, man. I think he'll he might flourish in Italy where the game's a little slower. Yeah, I think so too. Uh Adrian Rabio has signed a contract extension for Juventus and will stay there next season. All right. Good for I him. I expected that, but yeah. I thought Manchester United would at least give him a contract bid. I don't know. Uh all right, transfer drama. Apparently, Harry Kane has agreed to personal terms to a move to Bayern Munich, only to have Daniel Levy tell him, you're not going anywhere. He's not available for transfer. Daniel Levy's the worst, man. Dude, he's so bad. Just let Harry Kane go. He's worse than the Glazers are at Manchester United. Just let Harry Kane go win a trophy. Damn. Why is it so hard? You could sign two or three solid strikers that combined will get you what Harry Kane did for you for a hundred million. I mean, I don't think Byron were offering that though. Weren't they offering like seventy, something like that? I'm sure they could find a hundred mil if they're if Daniel Levy's like, this is the price you have to pay to sign him. 
Then I would say Bayern Munich should go all out for him, man, because they need a center forward. They do. Bad. They They got all those wingers interchanging, but none of them are the level of Harry Kane when it comes to finishing. And then, you know, Harry Kane wins a trophy his very first year outside of Tottenham. Everyone does, man. (laughs) Yeah. Even when you're on loan from Tottenham. That should be the thing. Sign a Tottenham player. You're guaranteed to win a trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Spurs, they're in advance talks to sign James Madison ahead of Newcastle. Yeah, it seems like it was going to be one of those two clubs. Newcastle or Spurs. Yeah. and Desperately desperately needed that attacking midfielder, creative midfielder. And they they have since. Yeah, since Christian Eriksen left, they definitely missed that. All right, AC Milan have set their sights on Yunus Musa to replace Sandro Tonali. Uh, Villarreal only want twenty million for the American midfielder. Get him! Yeah, he's get uh, him. Young. Is it Villarreal or Valencia? Villarreal, I believe. I could be wrong. Now I want to look. You're right. Gotcha. It's, it's Valencia. You got me. You got me. Valencia. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Valencia. Kind of an American right. soccer fan, are you, man? <laughs> Not much, to be honest with you. Uh, let's see. What's next? Uh, okay. So this is more speculation. I don't know if I believe it or not, but you let me know what you think. According to FIFA agent Marco Kurdemir, he so claims. I'll stop you right there. I, I saw this. Yeah. No way, man. No way. That's what I thought. So it's basically Liverpool are willing to spend, was it, $258 million for killing Mbappe? So they wouldn't buy Jude Billingham? They're going to spend double for killing Mbappe? No way. Get out of here with that dumb rumor. I laughed when I saw it. So It's funny. Wanted, Don't get me wrong. I wanted to put it in here to see your reaction, to be honest with you. Stop. You're it right there. Funny. That ain't. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Arsenal have signed Urian Timber for a reported fee of $45 million, making him their second signing of the summer. Hopefully. Hasn't happened quite yet at time of this recording, but by the time this goes out, hopefully yeah, it's There is a settled. bid in, and it's looking close at the very minimum. Uh, great, great signing for Arsenal. I will yeah, say. that'd be fantastic for them. Yep. Close the deal with the one Declan Rice, and it's looking like a pretty good summer, and the transfer window hasn't really even started yet. Yeah, if they can get those three players and then kind of ship out the players they don't want. It's not a typical Arsenal transfer window, I will say that. It's quite refreshing. <laughs> uh, Arsenal trying to sign Javi Simmons on the cheap after news of his release clause from PSG. Fun fact, his agent is Darren Dean, son of one former Arsenal board member and David Dean. Interesting. Fun fact. Uh, PSG have signed Ricardo Pepe from Osberg for 10 mil. Yep. Got the American. American on the move. Uh, And not an American, but a coming to America moment from uh, one Timu Puki. He's joined Minnesota United. Remember when he was banging in the goals for Norwich? Yes, I do. In the championship. A little bit in the prem. Primarily a little too. bit in the prem, not quite as prolific, but yeah, it's very streaky. Curious to see how he does in MLS. Yeah, me too. Especially if he's still got, you know, the legs he had in the Premier League or not. And he's, he's right. up there, so I mean, he's thirty-three. Yeah, so might and be slowing down a bit. Came to MLS. Yeah, he's in the Premier League quite a while ago. It seems like Spurs have signed twenty-six-year-old Italian goalkeeper Gig. Lialmo, Giglielmo. Giglielmo, Vicario Vicario from Ampoli. From Ampoli for 19 mil. So they finally have a goalie. I don't know how good he is. I haven't seen him play. To be honest. Um, Yeah. We'll find out here soon. Yeah. They have another goalie. I guess that's really what matters. They have options. Uh, Real Madrid are planning to appoint Xavi Alonso as their new head coach after Carlo Ancelotti leaves in 2024. That is only if he stays that long. Yeah, and I don't know. Things could, you know, not to 
put this evil out there, but things could go bad for him at Bayer Leverkusen. I hope they don't. He, he did I, I really well since taking over last October. But is he ready for that stuff up to Real Madrid? I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know. But I thought the same thing of Xavi at Barcelona, and he's done fantastic. I thought the same thing of Mikel Arteta at Arsenal. He's been fantastic for the most part. The beginning uh, was rough. Yeah. But then you have the other side of the coin in Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard, who have been awful. So, could go either way. Manchester United or Manchester City and Arsenal have entered a bidding war for Declan Rice. The latest bid from Arsenal was a record for an English player and for Arsenal at $100 million plus $5 million in add-ons. Thoughts? This one's going to be interesting, man. So, Man City and Arsenal, I, it's going to suck. Whoever gets them, this price is just going to go up and up with this bidding war going on. Uh, my my real question is, I guess if I'm in Declan Rice's shoes, who do I want to go to? Arsenal, where you know you know you're going to be playing. It's a fun project. Or do you go to trouble winning Man City, or you're going to have to fight Rodri, or maybe you play a little bit more forward. I guess a more forward position, kind of like Gundogan did. But you're probably guaranteed a trophy there. At least one, yeah. So Honestly, if you're Declan if, Rice, what would you do? Oh, I'd go to Man City. Play under Pep Guardiola? Come yeah. on, man. That's an easy yeah, choice. I, for me, it's it's more That's of this. That's an easy choice, man. It's more of this. Every single person that has talked to Mikel Arteta that Arsenal has signed have said the reason they signed was because of him and the project he's trying to build. Before I answer that question, I want to know what the heck he's saying. Right. <laughs> Because it's something, obviously, that we don't know. Granted, they have a great young squad, finished second last year. I mean, the questions are, can they keep that up? Was that a one-season wonder? I don't think it is. But the Premier League is only going to get more competitive with these guys. The ceiling is super high, but we've seen it. Classic Arsenal, very inconsistent. They let you down in times when it matters. So, if I'm Declan Rice, I don't know. It all depends. It you all know, depends. man. You know you're picking Man City. Get out of here. As of right now, not knowing what Mikel Arteta says to it these matter. players, well, you're but right. I, but if I, I don't know. If he gives you his spiel, you never know, huh? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you never know. What if Pep Guardiola then comes and give you his spiel? Well, I'm not guaranteed to start <laughs> one. I, I don't know, man. They're two I never great liked coaches. that as a player. I, I, I don't know about you, but I never liked that as a player. Oh, you're guaranteed starter. Like, no, I want to fight for my position. I always liked it when there was a little competition, man. It makes you better as a player, one. And it's, it's just, it makes it that much more satisfying when you are on the field. Yeah, and, and I get it. I don't know. I've been in both that positions where it's like, oh, I know I'm going to play. So, you know, you can kind of mess around during practices a little bit not yeah, have to try I, probably I've never been hard. that kind of person though even even when I was guaranteed starting I'm giving my all every single just my personal pride I want to be better than I was the day before so I've See, never for me it's I want to be better than everyone else and yeah. so if everyone else is it's almost like a you know if you've been on a good team and you'll play down to a team you're playing yeah. Sort of that kind of situation. Like I didn't want to play down to the players around me. I wanted to be, you know, up at that higher level. And so I, I think that would be for Declan Rice. I mean, obviously these are all professionals, very skilled, fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, Man City are leaps ahead of Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, De- if Declan Rice decides to go to Arsenal, that closes a couple of those leaps. But it does. Still- I mean, Still a couple I hope leaps for the sake of the city. league, he goes yeah, to Arsenal. I, I 100% agree. But, uh, but if the you're real, Declan Rice, man, and you got Man City or Arsenal, I mean, picking the team is just on the treble. Ultimately, it's going to be who's going to pay West Ham for him. So <laughs> It is, yeah. <laughs> it could just be one of them, and one of them doesn't want to pay. Who knows? Lots of good, lots of good options out there that are going to be less expensive. That's for sure. So, okay, if, if Declan Rice does go to Man City, who does Arsenal go for then? You have to check that out in a future episode of Bruising Banter. 
Way to leave me hanging. <laughs> All right. Speaking of hypotheticals, let's get into our third and fourth place teams from last year. We're going to start with the only team in England that won a trophy besides Manchester City. Uh, <laughs> they're West cross-town Ham. rivals. And West Ham. And, okay, a trophy in England, not a European trophy. Still a trophy. Still a trophy. Still more than Arsenal. Um, Third place in the Premier League, the Carabao Cup winners, runners-up in the FA Cup, Manchester United. Targo, with all that being said, what grade do you give them for last season? I give them... Gotta find... I give them an A, man. That's a fantastic season if you're Manchester United. Yeah, Trophy, especially, especially with final. I mean, come on. That's that's a great season. Especially with the expectations in the previous season, like from the previous season. They weren't expected to do any of that. So, yeah, it's pretty darn good. Um, I gave them an A-, minus, mostly because they kind of did what Arsenal did and fell off quite a bit towards the you know, last third of the season. I would honestly say they didn't start well. That's where I thought that they had too. their issues was at the start. Yeah. Uh, but they won a trophy. So that's an automatic A for me because most teams in the country can't do that. Plain and simple. So team needs for next season um, to improve on a lot of positions. One of them being goalkeeper. They need a striker. Worse I would than say anything. that's their need for the season. Um, probably some depth at center back, another center mid to play alongside Casemiro, and maybe a right winger since you know Anthony and Jaden Sancho haven't really panned out. Yeah, I, I want to question that when you put that on here that a right winger. It's like, man, I really want Sancho to work out. I feel I like know. he has a better chance of working out than Anthony. If I'm being I 100% honest, agree. I 100 percent agree. Just, I mean, you saw the it. stuff he did at Dortmund and, you know, you see glimpses of him for Man United and then he just kind of disappears almost. Yeah. So I, I, I don't want to write him off yet. And so I probably wouldn't go for a right winger. Yeah, I, I guess it all depends on if they sell one of the two or not. Yeah, if they year. sell, I mean, well, let's go through their squad, shall we? Yeah. So, I mean, start at goalkeeper, David De Gea, Heaton, Bishop, Butlin, Fitek. Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson out on loan. Honestly, if I'm Man United, I just give it to Dean Henderson. Save the money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, David De Gea is going to go out on free. You'll probably make that in a couple of weeks, what you would get for a transfer for him and made up difference in wages um and arguably you'd be getting a younger with a younger goalie with higher potential never seen dean henderson on a top flight club not top no top tier club but and so then i guess if they do want to go or buy a goalie who would you look at david raya probably everyone's uh, looking at him so for me, it'd be more of a I, – I really like Diogo Costa from Porto. Porto, yeah. He's really good with his feet, kind of fitting that Ten Hag style. And then, I mean, Andre Onana is another obvious choice if you're looking for that kind of goalie. He's fantastic in the Champions League final um, and for Inter all the way up until then. Um, and then, yeah, probably my third choice would be David Raya for Manchester United. How about you? Honestly, yeah, all the ones you mentioned, you could throw in the AC Milan goalkeeper, Mike, Magic Mike. Mm-hmm. But uh, how about Koble from Borussia yeah. Dortmund? I think he could potentially fit in there. Yeah, and especially if Manchester United are under, you know, some strict FIFA fair play regulations, he wouldn't cost a whole lot. And see, so that's kind of where my head's at. That's why I honestly would go with Dean Henderson and try to spend a majority of that money on a striker because that's what it's going to cost them big. Yeah. A lot of money. Uh, Because yeah, about Veghorst went back to Burnley. Um, Anthony Martial is looking like they want to get rid of him. 
So if you're Manchester United, you know you got a limited budget. Who are you going to go after? Well, if I save money and not buying in those other positions, then hopefully you have some money to spend. But it's tough, man. I mean, there's not a lot of I feel like good strikers that could make them better, I guess. You know, or at least that are besi- proven. Yeah. yeah, you know, obviously besides the Harry Kane. I mean, maybe a Tammy Abraham at least gives you a striker. If you yeah. want to go big, you know, maybe Lataro Martinez. You could also look at, I know a player you're fond of, uh, Evan Ferguson yeah. from Brighton. You could look at Ollie Watkins. I don't know how much he would cost. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Jonathan David? John, yeah, that's a name that. Most people don't ever mention Jonathan David. Like, he's a stud. He's been doing it in France for ages, it seems like. Tammy Abraham, for me, is he going to be that prolific enough guy? Oh, no, I don't think he will. Um, yeah, If the problem is, is how much are each of these guys going to cost, right? Lataro Martinez, minimum 60, 70 mil. I suspect Tammy Abraham closer to yeah seventy probably going to be less than that, but around the same figure. Jonathan David probably 30, 40 mil. So okay, getting closer. Ollie Watkins is probably going to be fifty, just because he's English. I mean, names that they've been linked with Harry Kane, they're out of the running for him. He's too expensive. Rasmus Hoyland, Hoyland, he's going to cost you eighty. Victor Osiman, 150. Gokalo Ramos, 100. There was a couple that I, you know, you could go after. You know, Victor Boniface from Union Saint Gerois. Not proven, but he's a big guy. Kind of fits that similar mold that Manchester United are looking for. Couldn't be worse than Vout Vaghorse, man. <laughs> Nobody can be worse than Vout Vaghorse. Uh, there's a certain Musa Dembele who's a free transfer. Give you some depth at minimum. I don't think he's going to be the quality you need, but he'll be a quality backup. Uh, and then, you know, call me crazy. There's a certain guy who's about 30 mil. Plays for Chelsea. Played for Inter last season. And Romelu Lukaku. Bring him back to Man United? I am going to call you crazy, man. Yeah. No way. I, if, no way. If ten, burned, man. if ten Hog can light a fire under his ass. No. I think, honestly, the, I think honestly you'd be better off bringing in another winger and playing Marcus Rashford out there. <laughs> Probably. Get Mohamed Kudas or something. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players. I mean, they're looking at Mason Mount right now. They've put in a couple of bids for him. Looks like they dropped out. They're, they don't want to pay what Chelsea think he's worth. Yeah, and the, which is crazy to me because Chelsea don't really want him. He didn't play it all last year, really. Why do you want so much money for him? Just because he's English? I don't understand. Versus Kovacic, they let go to Man City. 25 mil plus five in add-ons. He played more than Mason Mount. A lot more. And arguably would be, I don't want to say a worse signing, but he's got less potential. He's a lot older. so He is, yeah. I don't know. Kovic is his and Mount. But yeah, I mean, I guess my one, a couple outlandish ones that I, I thought of would have been Kolomoani, obviously, but again, yeah. 80, 100 mil. Yeah. But how about a Sadio Mane from Bayern Munich? think he would... Trade allegiances from Liverpool to Manchester? At this point in his career, I don't know if Michael Owen did. I don't really know if it matters to him. It probably does because of the type of person he is. But at the end of the day, it's who who is going to play you. Liverpool don't want him back. You're not going to sign him. Seems like Byron went offload him with the. Yeah. And you get him on the cheap. That fits that mold of playing him, you know, as a winger and putting Rashford up top. Still need a backup striker, especially since Sadio Mane is come, getting up there in age. 
But that's not a bad idea if you're Manchester United. I mean, what Bayern wants, what, like 15 mil for him? 20 mil? I think they'll probably want it closer to 30 or 40, but. I don't think they'll get any more than 25. But who knows? Okay. So midfield, we know that McFred has really been hit or miss for them. Fred sometimes looks like a world beater. Scott he really McTominay does, doesn't he? sometimes looks like a world beater, but about 70% of the time, they both look like they should not be playing for Manchester United, at least the caliber of team that they are. Well, and they usually don't. It's usually Casemiro, Erickson, Bruno Fernandes in that midfield. It's those three. And it seems like Casemiro, Erickson sit back a little bit, and Bruno Fernandes has the more freedom to get forward. Yeah. And so who, what would you bring in? Would you bring in another offensive, kind of play two offensive and have Casemiro as a defensive midfielder? Or would I'm you bring more you, of an actual defensive midfielder to sit along Casemiro? If you bring in more of an attacking mid, you probably want someone who can also play up the right side, just in case Anthony or Jaden Sancho don't pan out. So that's why I thought of more of like a Michael Olise. But then again, we're talking about how much does he cost? Um, you know, Dominic Sabotsloy from RB Leipzig, Danny Olmo also. Both of them can play right, left, or attacking mid. So I went the opposite route. I went with another defensive midfielder there to sit alongside Casemiro. Yeah. I mean, I went kind of more towards the attacking side of things because it was more you could cover both the right wing and center mid. But yeah, I mean, Erickson's best position is a little further forward, let's be honest. So yes, it is. a defensive midfielder is probably a better signing as far as the style of play and to create some, I mean, you can always push Bruno Fernandez out to the right. You can, so. exactly. And so some names that came to my mind is I did see they're, they're already being, being linked with Moises Caicedo. Mm-hmm. They're going to probably enter that race. Which, fantastic. That'd be fantastic for him. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a Douglas Louise from Aston Villa. Yeah, I know Arsenal were linked to him for, what, 25 mil last year? So you can get two Brazilians sitting in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edson Alvarez, the Mexican from Ajax. Yeah. I'm surprised more teams haven't gone after him. I mean, Dortmund's been linked, but they haven't put in a bid yet. Yep, he's been linked with a couple clubs. And then, honestly, the best option would have been who they were linked with last year and Frankie de Jong. That way it's, it's, it's almost a hybrid because he mm. doesn't really, he's not really defensive, but he does. He's not really offensive either. You know, he kind of goes it's more of that box, the box number. Yeah. Eight style. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a great signing. Um, I mean, I know you have David for on here. Yeah. He the, would also be a great signing from Sassuolo. Mm-hmm. I only watched him. Honestly, I probably watched Sassuolo two or three times last year. So I didn't see a whole lot of him, but he was very impressive every time I did watch him. And it probably is no more than the two or three times that you did to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's consistent, right? He, plays he, he was one of Sassuolo's better player players along with him and Prati. Yeah. And you're, you're not, you know what you're getting and I'm not going to lie to you. He's not going to cost a ton. Not no 70 million like Moises Caicedo. No. no. I mean, max, I would say probably 50. I was thinking somewhere, yeah, 40, 50. Yeah. So, I mean, all of this fits within the budget of Manchester United. I'm going to guess they're going to have to sell a couple players before they get a second player in. Well, let's see. Who could they sell? Okay, so Val Veghorst went back to Burnley. Marcel Sabitzer went back to Bayern. Phil Jones left on a free. So we're thinking you could sell Harry Maguire. Number one, West Ham and Tottenham have both been linked to him. Uh, you could technically, if you re-sign De Gea, you could sell Dean Henderson. One of them has to go, I would say. Probably. You can sell Anthony Martial, Scott McTominay. They still have Eric Bali, by the way. Bailly, yep, they could sell Bailly. him for sure. And Donnie Vanderbeek. You either play him or sell him. One of the two. <laughs> they need to sell him for sure. So that's I mean, you probably get over a hundred mil if you sold at least five of them, and you got Alex Tellez as well. 
Yeah, because in that left back position, you think they got Brandon Williams and Luke Shaw and Tyrell Malassia. Yeah, pretty deep on left right back. You got Diogo Dallo, Aaron Juan Basaka. So, so that would probably leave you if you're getting rid of Harry Maguire and Eric Bailly. Only leaves you with three center backs, really: Lindelof, Varane, and Lissandro Martinez. So you mentioned a center back. Do you have any that you would? Um, I mean, Evan and Endika would have been a great one. He's, if I'm not mistaken, he's still technically a free agent. I know he was in talks to go to Roma. I would say I think Ro- they signed him. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kim and Jay hasn't officially signed for Bayern Munich yet. Could go after him. Um, I mean, if Bayern Munich are going to bring in a defender, you would think they want to get rid of one. So maybe uh, Upa Meccano. I mean, yes, Upa Maguire. I get it. You don't want to <laughs> replace one with another. I will say he's much better than Harry Maguire. How about Fikayo Tamori? Yeah, that would be another great one. I mean, he is Go English. big, yeah, Alessandro Bastoni. Yeah. There's a lot of good defenders out there, man. Maybe even go cheaper, Everton, get Tarkovsky or someone of that nature. Yeah. I mean, you could go over to West Ham and get Kurt Zuma as well. He had a pretty good season last year. It's all depth, right? You want to get some depth in so they don't have to be an out-and-out starter. I mean, the better you can get, the better it is, but you never know. Probably get rid of Anthony Alanga too. You could definitely. Ahmad Diallo probably could go. Yeah, or at the very minimum, send them both out on loan. I mean, they have a ton of young talent, so they can send some of these players on loan to the teams they're buying from as well. Kind of drive down the price a little bit. So they got a lot of different options they can use. I mean, they could even exchange some of these players. I mean, you don't think that, uh, you know, AC Milan wouldn't want an Anthony Martial or uh, a Dean Henderson? Probably not Dean Henderson, but Martial, yeah. Even a Donny Vanderbeek? Vanderbeek, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of these players. You could go get Mohamed Kudis and send Vanderbeek back to Ajax. Oh, he might be on to something there, man. Just saying. <laughs> a lot of options for Manchester United. Not straight cash, but they have options nonetheless. So expectations going into next season for Manchester United. Personally, I think winning another trophy is probably up there. Top four and a relatively deep run in the Champions League. So, yeah, I think Man United's expectations versus realistic expectations will be different. I think they'll expect to probably challenge for the title. Whether that'll happen or not, we'll see. I kind of agree with you. Yeah, the challenge for top four. Expect to get into at least the round of 16 for the Champions League. Yeah. And yeah, obviously they would love another trophy. Carabao Cup, FA Cup. Yeah, I don't necessarily think they probably get into the you know, round of 16 in the Champions League. I don't know if they're going to make top four. They have to sign a striker and one that's going to score them more goals than what they got last year. Top four is going to be tight, man. It's going to be tough. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, always Man City. Newcastle's emergence. Has, Arsenal's uh, reemergence. You have Brighton. Chelsea. You expect Liverpool to obviously Liverpool. be better than they were. Yeah. It's going to be tough, man. Someone's heart's going to get is. broken this year. I do think Ten Hag's a great coach, though, and I think Man United may get into that top four. Yeah. it's Who won't get into the top four, I think, is probably a better question. So in making in the top four, Manchester United's first five fixtures. That's a mouthful. Got Wolves at home to start the season. Then they go to Tottenham Stadium play Spurs, play Nottingham Forest at home, go to the Emirates Stadium to play Arsenal, and then play Brighton at home. Not an easy first five games. 
No, it's not. I would think if I'm Manchester United, probably minimum of 10 points. I was thinking, yeah, somewhere between 9 and 12. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think they're going to beat Arsenal at home. Brighton could be tough. Brighton will be tough. Away at Spurs could be tough. Could be. Uh, I think they'll probably beat Wolves and Forest at home, though, at Old Trafford. Yes. Easy. Yeah. So what do you guys think? What do Manchester United need? Do they need anything besides a striker? Is there any positions we missed? You got any suggestions for who they should sign? Let us know. So let's get to Newcastle, the team that surprised everybody last year, made it into the top four, looked like they were comfortably going to make it into third place, and then got fourth. So Now, we kind of suspected they would get fourth in our crystal ball. Crystal ball, yeah. (laughs) So from that crystal ball, I think we both predicted them to get fourth, or is that just me? I don't remember. Anyway, not maybe at the beginning, but by the yeah, couple months before the season ended, I think we had both said, "Yeah, they'll yeah. probably get fourth. Yeah. So, I think it was deservedly so. I mean, they had tied for the best defense in the Premier League for a long, long time, long part of the season. They had the best defense in the Premier League. Started leaking goals at the end, but they also started scoring a lot of goals. So, grade for last season, Targo, Newcastle, plus, United. man. A plus. I don't think anyone saw him finishing top four. I didn't. Not at the beginning of the season. Not, not nope. at the beginning of the season nope. anyway. And then you look at their squad on paper and you think, no way. Uh-uh. But Eddie Howe, man. they were playing, man. Eddie That's Howe. The thing. My, probably my vote for manager of the season. I mean, they were just fun to watch at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I give them A plus as well. Yeah, I, you, no one expected them getting top four. Now they have the Champions League for the first time in what was it, almost twenty years? Something like that. Yeah, like something like that. Fantastic achievement. They have tons of money. They're not. They're spending it very wisely. So as far as what their team needs, it was would, hard. It was. And I went like very broad and said squad depth. (laughs) (laughs) But they've been linked to a bunch of left backs. So I guess they don't want to see Dan Byrne as a permanent option out there. Maybe they want someone a little more attacking. Probably another midfielder too. Sean Longstaff. I don't think they see as their long-term future in that midfield. Yeah. So center mid, I would say left wing as well. Uh, Alan St. Maxima is not a great, has shown to be not a great sub coming off the bench. So it seems like Isak's been playing out there. Yeah. Almost and through the middle. Towards the end of the season there. So, I mean, it was hard to find what this team needs besides squad depth and be more specific with it. I mean, if you're going to play Isak on the left, probably another striker. If you're not, probably a left winger. One of the two. So they probably could also go with a better backup goalkeeper as well. Yeah. I mean, they got Dubrovka, who's not terrible, but he's he's getting up there. Younger. Yeah. Good old Karius. (laughs) Liverpool fans will know him all too well. Mark Gillespie, he did a job for, you know, the other three when they were out. But is he a long-term choice at your backup? I don't think so. And, I mean, Nick Pope's not getting any younger either. He is 31. So maybe you go out and sign a young goalie. I don't know. Probably. Get someone younger who can probably be molded into a first-team goalkeeper in a couple years. Yeah. More importantly, someone that would be happy to sit in second, or at least compete for the job. Well, they're going to be playing Champions League, man. They'll have a lot of games. Yes, they will. So, so far, they've signed Sandro Tonali. Whoo, what a signing, man. What a signing. Uh, in my opinion, probably the reincarnation of Gennaro Gattuso. 
I know a lot Maybe. of people compare more to Andrea Pirlo. I think he's more of a Gattuso, in my opinion, but he's just he's not somewhere as good between. on the ball as Pirlo. And it's I think he's somewhere in between. Out. Yeah. But uh, he kind of has the same story as Andrea Pirlo. Started at Brescia, mm-hmm. got his dream moved to his boyhood club, AC Milan. He's young still, man. Yeah, he's 23, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and 70 mil, it's pretty penny, but I think it's worth it for a player who is proven. Um, is it 70 or I thought it was 80? Uh, it might be 80 million euros and 70 million pounds. Either way, it, it's a lot. It, yeah, either <laughs> way. Uh, yeah, I mean, players that could leave, I mean, Alan Saint-Maximin, I guess you could go for some of their players that are kind of on the fringes, but they don't really have a lot of excess players that they can sell. No, and even with Tonali coming in, you know, obviously Bruno Guimaraes is going to play in there, in that midfield. Yeah. Yeah. So where does that leave? Joe Linton, Joe Willock. I mentioned Sean Langstaff. Um, Jacob Murphy, where does that leave him? Like you said, there you got Champions League football. There's going to be a lot of games. I mean, I do see a couple players they could probably get rid of. Matt Ritchie, Ryan Fraser. Yeah, probably. Um, I'd probably get rid of Jamal Asel. Maybe but a I know you mentioned a winger if you know, a left winger, if they do get rid of St. Max, I mean, you forget, man, they spent like 40 million on Anthony Gordon from Everton. I do forget, but that's also <laughs> because he was not very good when he played. No, he was not. So, I mean, are you, are, do we already write him off or do we give him a chance? Like, <laughs> that's the big question there with him. Fair, fair. So, okay. They bought him for a reason. Let's say they give him a chance. So, I mean, okay, he's still young. He is. He's only 22. So, okay, you got Sandro Tonali, you got Bruno Guimaraes in the midfield. Do you – is that allow players like Joe Linton and Joe Willick to get further forward? Give them Either a that or freedom? use them as rotation. I mean, one of them's going to have to be rotation. Yeah, one of them will be. I was also going to suggest maybe do they buy another defensive midfielder and let – Bruno Guimaraes get further forward. So then Joe Linton and Joe Willock pretty much aren't going to be playing at all. One of them, or it just gives you a bunch of different options in midfield. It it does. So then you can, you're, you're thinking playing with two defensive midfielders and then kind of more of an offensive and then three yeah. up top, I'm guessing three along the top. Yeah. Yeah, you could, or you could switch things up again and kind of play more of a, a flat three in the midfield. Yeah. Bring off um, one of those defensive can, midfielders. You can definitely play, you know, Tenali as a six. Maybe put Bruno Gimaraes as more of a box-to-box midfielder. Open it up a little bit. Maybe you get three similar midfielders that can all rotate, that are all good at playing the number eight or number six role. And kind of mix it up that way. I don't know. they Newcastle... They're going to be good this year, and I'm excited to see what they're going to do the transfer. They're going to have options in that midfield, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So if you are them, midfielders, who would you go after? Honestly, a couple that came to my mind. Um, Jack Harrison was the first one from Leeds. Yeah, that'd be a hell of a He was in my underrated team of the season, Leeds player, just got relegated. Had a fits the few goals, few assists Bill. last season. What's that? Yeah, fits the bill. Fits the bill of players that Eddie Howe goes after. Um, I know they've been linked with Romeo Lavia. You could throw Amadou Unana, maybe Abrici Eze, Wilfred Nanto, who I know you're a fan of. Very big fan. Yeah. Um, Diaby from Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah, another. I winger. think that'd probably be more of more of a right winger forward to give Miguel Amiron some competition. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, those are all great choices. They're all attacking players, players. I guess they could look at <laughs> James Madison. 
Yeah, they've been linked with him. Uh, you go after more of a James Ward Prowse. You get someone. I think give him good depth. I don't think he starts. Yeah. yeah. Nicolo Barella. Oh, I was I was hoping to get him in the prim, but I think they they walked away from that one. Hey, you never know. They could go back. He is a little bit more attacking. Um, a guy who I'm a big fan of, Dominic Sabotsloy. I'm guessing he'd probably uh, be more out on a wing, though, than in that midfield. Yeah. Uh, Similar I mean, to Mr. Diaby. He can play as more of a 10 if you need him to. Uh, give them a little bit more fluidity up between those front four. Um, a name that I've seen might leave Chelsea, Connor Gallagher. That could be a good one. Uh, you could go for Jack Harrison's teammate at Leeds, Tyler Adams. There's a defensive option for you. Yeah. Uh, or David Fertesi from Susualo. Any of those are good options. It just depends on which way they want to go. So, um, I mean, as far as wingers, Harvey Barnes is available. Can't ship right out Anthony way. Gordon. <laughs> At least some more competition, right? I mean, honestly, Jack Harrison, I think, could play there, too, in that yeah. attacking role. I know you'd mentioned him earlier. Sadio Nanto. Mane. Sadio Mane, yeah. I think that Wilfred Nanto would be a good one. I do, too. Um, I'm a huge fan of his. He's got tons of talent. Huge ceiling. I was secretly hoping he would go to Arsenal, but... <laughs> Got a whole summer to figure that one out. He would be a great fit at Newcastle. Yes, he would. Um, okay, so left back, Targo. That's what I think Newcastle. they need. You said you do or don't? I think they need a left back, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So who would you go after if you're Newcastle? So there's a whole host, man. I think my first two would be Zhao Cancelo. Yeah. Federico DeMarco. Yes. It's a player that is completely different than anything they have. He's feisty. He fits right into that Newcastle back line with the mentality that they have. And yeah, man, he's so good going forward. And he's so fast. Um, Some other ones could be Purvis Estupion. From Brighton. Yeah, I'm surprised more teams aren't linked with him. Same. He was a fantastic left back and he's last young. season. He's young, too. He is. And then uh, another one is Tyreek Mitchell from Crystal yeah. Palace. Left back Crystal Palace. Yeah. I think he could be another option. Also young. And then mm-hmm. I see some on your list that, yeah, I think would make sense as well. So <laughs> I, I didn't mention them. I'll, I'll let you go. I appreciate it. Yeah, leave leave me some table scraps here, buddy. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'll start big and then go down. Uh, okay. One uh, player that I guess I've called the best left back in the world, but you've been, nah, maybe, on him. Taylor Hernandez from AC Milan, man. Maybe if they were dreaming. Yeah. I don't think I see that happening, man. They have the money, that's for sure. But I, I think you're, you're on to something there. Someone that's been linked to them a lot, Kieran Tierney of Arsenal. I do think he'd be a fantastic signing, signing for I him. I don't think he's going to leave Arsenal by the sound of things. But, I mean, you offer Arsenal some money, it definitely be tempted. He would be, certainly. I think if an offer comes in for him that's, you know, it's a decent sum, they may take it. Yeah. I think it'd probably have to be over 40. I was thinking, I, I bet if you had 40, if you offered him 40 mil for Kieran Tierney, then they might think about it. They yeah. would be considering. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then uh, one American left back, Anthony Robinson. I know you had him on your list too. I, it just makes sense, man. 35 mil is what Fulham want for him. He's fast. He's solid defensively. He's great getting up that left wing. Gives you different option. If you want him to stay back, you can do that too. Putting in some crosses for Isak yeah. and Callum Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that one just it just makes sense for them. Uh, and then 
I did put one player on here they've been linked with. And I put him on here not because I think he would be a great fit, but because I wanted to get your opinion on why they were maybe looking at him and why they're linked with him. And that's Zhao Felix <laughs> been linked to Newcastle. Oh, man, I I don't want to see Where would it, he no. even fit in? I don't know. Are they going to play him as a 10? He's not a 10. He's not a he's 10. Not, he's not a 9. not really a left or right winger or a striker. So He's an attacking player, I guess is yeah. the best way to put it. More of a, likes- a second striker that plays more as a false 9. Yeah, he does like to drop in into that midfield, get the ball, but then you also see him out on the wing. and mm-hmm. So he does like to move, and, but he's not going to be your main man up, up top. No. No. So maybe to someone to play off Callum Wilson or Isak. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I would just. I was shocked to see they were linked with him. I was like, I don't know if this really makes sense, especially for Curious. how much he's going to cost. Yeah, how much do you was Atletico wanting for him? I think it was somewhere around eighty mil. I think they just want to get rid of him at this point. But I think they do too. <laughs> Trying to recoup some get, of that money they spent. Yeah. Would they spend 110, 120 on him? Yeah. Uh, I mean, from what he looked like at the time, sure. Yeah. I would have signed him too. Maybe not for that much, though. Because he was only like, okay. what, 19 or so? <laughs> he Right now? Or he was? No, when they bought him. Yeah. yeah. I think 18, 19, yeah. He was very young. But very raw. So it reminds me a lot of, well, I guess Kai Havertz for... Leverkusen. We'll see which Kai Havertz which Arsenal get. Leverkusen or Chelsea League? Havertz. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Expectations. If you're a Newcastle fan, realistic and what you probably are thinking of next season. Let's go with try to get in that Champions League again, fan. man. Yeah. Top four. I and mean, you're hoping they get in that Champions League again. I mean, you think they get three, four players in? The fans are starting to think, well, we could challenge for the title. They might think it, but realistically, no, I don't think that'll be on the table for them. Yeah. I I think uh, a Champions League spot should be the goal. Maybe a get out of the group in the Champions League. Maybe make it to a Carabao Cup or FA Cup final. I think those are going to be their goals. Yeah. You know, if I'm a Newcastle fan, I'm not terribly upset either if I get third place in the group in Champions League and make it down into the Europa League. And then you're thinking, well, we probably have a great chance of winning this competition. Yeah, but also you want them to – you want Champions League. Oh, yeah, I know. But that might even be a realistic expectation. Depending on who they get drawn with, because they are in pot four, so yeah, they're expectations not change when <laughs> once the season starts sometimes, right? <laughs> and once the Champions League draw happens, I mean, they're in pot four, they could get drawn with all the big boys. And it's Group we'll have to do a an episode of how the Champions League is going to look next year because it's going to be different. It is, it is. We'll definitely have to do that before it starts. All right, and then speaking of probably the hardest five first five games of any team in the Premier League, Newcastle's first five fixtures. Man, they play Aston Villa, who they got walloped by the last time they played. Play them at St. James's Park. And then they go to Manchester City in the Etihad, and then play Liverpool at home, and then go to Brighton, and then play Brentford at home. That's like, tough, man. That's tough. <laughs> None, none of these teams are slouches, and all of them are going to give them problems. So honestly, I could I could see them getting nine points, or I could see them getting like two. <laughs> Things don't go their way, honestly. Yeah, because I, I mean, mean, the way Villa I, played last time, Villa could beat them. Obviously, yeah. Man City, Liverpool, Brighton can beat them. Maybe especially Brentford. at the especially at the Amex. Yeah. yeah, that'd be tough, man. I I think they, of all of those games, I think beating Brentford is probably most likely. 
That one in the Villa, I think, yeah. Brentford's not at home, and they're at St. James's Park. I'm thinking realistically six, maybe seven points out of those first five. But then you're looking at the teams that, you know, they're battling the top four for. They could be six, seven points behind by the end of those five games. That's terrible. I mean, the only good news out of it is, okay, well, you've played Manchester City at home, you've played Liverpool, and you've gotten Brighton and Aston Villa out of the way. Gotten a couple of your <laughs> toughest games right out. Yeah, right off the bat. So it's a long season. At least they're out, out of the way. So you got that going for you. But that's that's about it, man. It's tough. That is tough, man. That's a rough start. Yeah. So who do you guys think Newcastle should sign? Where do they need players? How are they going to look come Champions League time? Are they going to get enough players in? Are they going to be able to challenge for the top four again? What do you guys think? Let us know. Yeah, let us know on our Facebook group, Bruce and Banter FC, on our Instagram, TikTok, all the good stuff, YouTube. And, of course, don't forget to check out our Red Bubble. We got the merch. You guys can get your Bruise and Banter swag. And on that note, man, thank you guys for listening. We love you. And as always, Cheers. Cheers.